man, as they were sort of getting the as as they were getting all the drapes and stuff ready once he got sedated and you know anesthetized and everything, um, they would they'd have to move the head, you know, to put the little neck block and everything to make it to make it feel comfortable, especially for the surgery and everything. And like, you don't think about how your skull moves underneath your skin. Like, do that. And actually, what's happening is just your skull that's moving. Sorry, your skin moving above your skull. Okay. Imagine like seeing your skull now as you move someone's head and you just see this like white weird thing that's like moving in like the opposite direction to the skin that you're moving it to and stuff. And you're just like, yuck, that's disgusting. <laughs> Welcome back to Subcut, the medical-ish podcast where we talk about things that will be relevant and interesting to you if you are in high school, medical school, if you're working as a doctor or just anyone who's interested in the healthcare profession. My name is Justin, I used to be a doctor. My name is Emma, I'm a third year physiotherapy student. And my name's Neil, I'm a fourth year medical student. And the topic we're talking about in today's podcast is, well, it's not really a topic, it's just Neil telling a story. <laughs> story so time. Neil, come, tell us your story about <laughs> how you screwed up and ruined it for everything. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, uh, how do you start? Okay, well, I was on my um, pediatric surgery attachment a couple of, uh, maybe a few weeks ago. Um, and so you're obviously in a surgery sort of environment. You you spend most of your time in the operating theaters as students and stuff as well. See what the surgeries go on and stuff, how they're like and everything. And it's cool. Occasionally you might get to scrub in, which is basically where you wear these like nice sterile gowns and stuff. And sterility is a big thing in surgery as well. Right? You want to make sure that there's there's like no germs as far as possible when you're in contact with the patient, especially when they've got like exposed skin from the wound or the wound that you're about to make in the surgery itself. Let's 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 just sit. How important the um, the need to have okay, good yeah. hygiene and sterility Wash is. In a, yeah. So like, you know, when you're when you're washing your hands, you know, people say like, wash your hands like a surgeon. That's not possible for you to do if you're a normal human living at home. You can't do that because when you wash your hands as a surgeon, there's multiple steps that are involved, and it takes a long time. And also the taps are specially designed so you never have to touch them again. Um, with your hands, mm -hmm. and when you when you scrub into a surgery, you you wash up to above your elbow, and you use iodine or providine solution, which is normally administered through a special bristled sponge plastic thing. There's a reason why it's called scrub in. Yeah, you're, you're, like, you're literally scrubbing skin away the, like the you scrub skin. the epidermis off. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes if you scrub like the first time you scrub for the day, yeah. um, fingerprint sensors on phones won't work because your fingers really? are just too like smooth. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. 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 So you're like, you're cleaning under the nails. You're getting every single thing. There's a very specific hand washing. Uh, I don't know how many steps it is, but like process mm. to make sure that you are getting every single spot on your hands and on your um forearms, even when you're rinsing everything off, yeah. you have to rinse it in a fashion where the water travels from your fingertips down to your elbows because if water were to travel from your elbow down, any, Dirty water. any bacteria that comes from above you might actually travel down through the water and then land back onto your hands. Mm. So even the what like that, at any point in the scrubbing process, you might be a, uh, you know one second away from finishing. If your hand touches anything the tap even the, the tap the side of the wall anything even for a moment you have to restart the whole process again mm. right so that's how intense the, the scouring process is so when you're a beginner like a first 
like uh, a fourth year medical student first entering into a, <laughs> a theater. Like how long does it take to scrub when you're yeah, first like, doing like 10 uh, minutes? What's the steps? What's the step? Where's the, where's the like instructions on how to do it? And halfway uh, through uh, you touch uh, everything uh, and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, shit, oh damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like like the, the surgeon will tell you, okay, go start scrubbing in now. Yeah. <laughs> the surgeon's not about to start in like half an hour. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. They say like, yeah, go start scrubbing in. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so but, um, cause when you first yeah. start, it takes like 10, 10 minutes, maybe yeah, even yeah. more to like, yeah. when you're first starting to scrub in. So it's a big long process and there's a specific sequence through which you put your gloves and gown on, the nurse helps you so you don't have mm. to touch, touch anything, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? So when you watch movies and stuff where they're finished scrubbing and they put their hands in these sterile gloves and they're sweating and then they're just like, ah, wipe the sweat with my hand. Bullshit. You, <laughs> you'll get completely like, you're gonna get owned. Absolutely. Everyone in the entire surgical like theater is gonna yeah. stare at you like, are you crazy? Like, are you an idiot right now? Oh man, okay, yeah. 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 So yeah. like, it's, you know, you take it seriously. Even like, so for example, like, you know, if, if me, me and Emma are operating on this table, right? And we're next to each other, right? So if I need to move to the other side mm. of Emma, we do what's called back to back. So if I move this way, so if you're if you're what if you're just listening on the podcast, you know this is the reason why you need to find us on YouTube. Um, the it, you, I, you wouldn't move kind of like um, facing their back because if they move, you know they might touch your, your hands, mm, yeah. hand, and then mm. you have to. If that happens, you take your gloves off, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have to re-glove. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's really contaminated, if there's a hole or something there, then you might oh, have yeah. to even re-scrub mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. So you do back to back, which is basically you um, you kind of like. Point, yeah, as you turn, you roll away mm. uh, and then face backs with each other and you kind of roll back into position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of like it's a like cool rehearsed dance <laughs> and stuff yeah. actually as well. Uh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And there's usually music playing in theater too. So <laughs> <laughs> one and two and back to back. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. arrive back on beat. Yeah, anyway, so serialty, super big, big deal. deal. Yeah, big, yeah. big deal. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and like even even with that as well, I'll describe what the sterile window is. Essentially, just like the space, even just a big this big. And after describing all of that and all the concern that we take with sterility, at the end of the day, like the hard rule is that you don't move your hands anywhere else, and you try not to touch anything else apart from this area over here. And which what is, is that area for the people that are listening? The sterile window. Is that just your chest area? So wherever uh, it's yeah. being operated on. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So they um, usually take a big patch of wherever it's being operated yeah. and they will clean the hell out. So they, um, you know, they will trim any hairs that are there. Mm-hmm. So you get a free shave yeah. uh, and then you get again, um, iodine. iodine or chlorhexidine yeah. uh, to like sterilize it multiple times. And then you put a drape, a surgical thing that's kind of adhered to your skin over it. And the table is as low as your hands go. Mm. So if your hands can't actually even drop below the table, mm. just in case, like they, like even the air under the table is dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so like for example, if you're like holding a tool and then you drop it, you don't catch it again. You mm. you let it drop. Yeah, you let it drop because it's more of a hassle for you to decontaminate yourself. Mm. And you have to go and then re whatever, and mm. then that. But they can just bring in a new instrument. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So back to the story. So at this point now, I've I've sort of been in my I've been on my surgical run for about s- this. I think this was my sixth week, and we only get six weeks as as fourth year medical students. So this is towards week. the end of my sixth week. So yeah. like, <laughs> as far as experience would go for a fourth year medical student, I'm like approaching the end point for my general <laughs> surgery attachment and stuff. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I I, th- I think I've sort of got it, you know, vaguely, like r- roughly. Okay. Um, and it was one of the last days. It might be the last opportunity I'll get to actually scrub in. I had a really really lovely um, registrar that was that's on that's on pediatric surgery, and she's like, "Come on, let's scrub in." 
Um, and it was just, it was, I think it was literally just, uh, um, we just had to clean this, clean the wound and I'll, I'll describe what actually happened. Um, essentially a kid, uh, a seven or eight year old kid, um, went full speed running into the sliding door, um, not into the glass, but into the actual like corner of the door itself. And it's a metal sharp like corner. Mm. Poor, poor kid ends up splitting his head like this big big incision over there and it's a dirty cut like it's like it's like a tr it's like a trauma impact cut you know when you like if you were to really like hit something of your body really really hard the skin just like just tears you know it doesn't like it doesn't cause a bruise like like it's just it just splits okay yeah. and especially when you've got something hard underneath there like your skull okay it's ridiculous and i was like oh yeah that sounds nasty okay and I was like, fine, okay. But I've seen surgeries before. I've seen like people's guts hanging out and everything. I've touched the gallbladder. I've touched the liver and everything. Like it's fine. Like that stuff's okay, okay. And I sort of point pinpointed what exactly it was that made me feel like nauseous and everything. Oh, nauseous. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but essentially, okay. Kid um, gets wheeled in and thing, not like anesthetized or anything like that. He's not sedated at all. Just like walking in like a champ and stuff. And he was fine. Not walking in, sorry. Just on the bed, rolled in and transfer him onto the actual uh, operating. Um, table and stuff as well. It was all fine and stuff. I walk a bit closer. I just go, oh my god! There's just a huge cut on his fat, like on yeah. his, on his, on his head. And I was just like, ow! <laughs> like yeah. that, that does look a little bit bad, actually. You know, it looks pretty bad. Um, but it's okay. Okay, no, I'll go scrubbing now. I'll get my stuff ready. You know, do the whole process: sterility, sterility, sterility. Number one. Um, and walk back in and stuff. And you know, while, while I'm scrubbing it, I'm sort of just thinking about how bad it must have hurt for this kid and everything like that. You know, I did my whole scrubbing and process, gowned up and stuff. I was ready to start. I was just, you know, the typical fourth year student in the corner, like just <laughs> like I'm not moving my hands anywhere else. I'm just looking at it. But I was just sort of observing what the kid was doing and how he was sort of behaving. Man, as they were sort of getting the as as they were getting all the drapes and stuff ready, once he got sedated and you know anesthetized and everything, um, they would they'd have to move their head, you know, to put the little neck block and everything to make it to make it feel comfortable, especially for the surgery and everything. And like, you don't think about how your skull moves underneath your skin. Like, do that. And actually, what's happening is just your skull that's moving. Sorry, your skin moving above your skull. Okay. Imagine like seeing your skull now as you move someone's head and you just see this like white weird thing that's like moving in like the opposite direction to the skin that you're moving it to and stuff. And you're just like, yuck, that's disgusting. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, no, 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 I still got this. That's okay. Like I'm, I've been here before. This is fine. It's okay. It's all good. Oh man. Um, and then, <laughs> and then it was time finally that the surgery actually starts and stuff. And I come in, I'm like, I've never actually done this before. Never properly like sutured the wound at that point like that. Mm -hmm. um, I was sort of just the tool holder at that point and stuff. Okay. This is the mistake that I ended up doing afterwards. I ended up sort of just playing the whole scenario in my head of that kid running full speed into the sliding door. And I could feel, I'm getting, I can feel nauseous about it right now. Um, just like, like I could like feel that impact that the kid would have had, like probably like profusely crying. I don't even know if he knocked himself out yeah. or not. And it's just like blood everywhere. And you know, it's just like, ah, oh, it's just a terrible, terrible wound. And then, <laughs> then I started feeling my, um, my face started feeling a little bit, you know, Light, <laughs> like, and I started just feeling a little bit pale and then like a little bit weird, bit of a funny tummy feeling sensation just everywhere. I feel I started feeling drained and stuff. Yeah, and oh these no. these were the words that I uttered before <laughs> I had my legendary fall and faint. It was essentially just like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna faint." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't even finish the finish the word faint. Hey, I think I'm gonna faint. <laughs> 
And apparently, at this point on, I'm blank. I have no idea what my what recollection was. My cool ass TI in the room, Liam. If you're watching this, um, he was <laughs> he was in the room at the time, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy! What's happening right now?" Um, but he was just telling me all the recount of the events and stuff yeah. afterwards. Um, and essentially, this is <laughs> what happened was, I think I'm going to faint. And I said it like it was a real, like, huh, like like a real, I don't know if it's like matter of fact, like interesting observation, Neil. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to faint. Um, on the T consonant of faint, I rock forward, I rock back, and I flop forward. <laughs> you flop forward. Forward. And no, where is the patient? Just go. In front of me. Oh, no. However, however, the wound site that we're, that we're looking at and stuff is really, really small. So I didn't actually fall on the wound itself. I ended up falling just like near it or thereabouts. Um, and I didn't actually fall directly on the yeah, person itself, on apparently. It. No. Um, the surgeon, despite holding some sharp tools and like scissors and stuff in her hand, <laughs> she like fended me off with her elbow. And she's like, ah, oh, nah. bloody hell. <laughs> like, ah, oh, this one's bugging. Give me another one. <laughs> Shoves me over the anesthetist, comes in and is like, like hoist me underneath my armpits and he's like lowers me to the ground yeah. at which point. And I'm starting to regain like consciousness and stuff. Okay, and then I just realized like the next like next memory, initial memory from that was I'm standing. I think I'm going to fur, and then I'm on the ground now. And I just look at like the ceiling. I'm like, what a strange place to be in right now. You know, I'm like, wow, I just I feel really comfortable. Yeah. The ground is a little bit cold, um, and there are people around me. There's like. Oh, whoa, whoa, why there's lots of people around me? What, what's going on? What, what, where am I? What's wrong? Um, and, and I just realized that I probably fainted at that point. And my first words were just like, oh my gosh, is the patient okay? Did I fall on the patient? Did I decontaminate the sterile field? Yeah. The they, they, were like, they were like, no, no, you're okay. No, you didn't do any of that. I think I might have actually. But like, you know, you won't tell a fainting person that yeah, anyway. It's because you, uh, you, you fainted in pediatric surgery. <laughs> people that work in pediatrics are like really nice. They're super yeah. like yeah. nice That's people. true. They're if really, really sweet. Yeah, if you like fainted during, I don't know, like straight up general surgery yeah, or orthopedics, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it probably would have been like, just cut through you. <laughs> Get this out of my Get way. Get this out of my way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, everyone was super, super nice uh, and lovely. Although the charge nurse walked in and she just looked at me like, <laughs> walked back out. No. And I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, and and then eventually what happened was I, they, I, they said, oh, you need to get up and stuff. We're gonna put you on a bed and stuff. Like like ten thousand people went like it, legitimately like twelve extra mm. extra people ended up coming into the room and stuff. They're like, oh, all the medical students fainted on the floor. Oh God, making picture oh picks up God, and stuff. Yeah. At this point, I could see like while I'm hanging on the ground, I'm just seeing like my my redistribs walking back to get rescrubbed again. I'm like, ah oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> They're hoisting me up into the bed. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I tried to get. They're like, no, no, no. We're gonna do it for you. Um, I fully get the whole treatment. Felt like a, a day in the life of a patient and stuff yeah. without actually feeling of all the other bad stuff. Was that that um, Instagram? Yes, uh, yeah. I was wondering and I had and I had a little I had a little um what's it called? Like, oh, I had a popsicle in my mouth and stuff. Yeah. Aim of that, get your sugars up and stuff, gave me two glasses of water to drink. And and so okay, let's evaluate actually then, because I was trying to learn what actually went wrong and stuff in that way. And I'll talk a bit, bit about what Sounds the actual like fainting experience was like. Overload. The empathy <laughs> overload, yeah. <laughs> poor kid, yeah. poor kid, poor girl. Oh, oh, poor <laughs> But as I was being wheeled out and stuff by another anesthetist that came on and, the, and then another, another surgical registrar that came, they're like, don't worry, we've done this before. This yeah. is your first time, probably not your last time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just felt really bad at that point. But yeah, they were super comforting about it. Lovely, lovely people. Rosie and Lucy were the surgical registrars. Um, and yeah, they're, they're really, really lovely if you get, if you get a chance to be.
do with them. Um, but yeah, um, they wheeled me out, gave me a nice pep talk, made me feel comfortable and stuff. Um, and then at that point, they're like, you can go home if you want to. And so it's fine. And, and you're like, yes, but I'm like, plan succeeded. No, no, no. no. <laughs> at that point, I'm like, I gotta, I have to chip my shot. I gotta prove myself now. Yeah. Felt horrible. But um, no, okay. And it was your like, last week, too. It was my last week, your too. Exactly, moment. exactly. How to remember you. But the thing was, okay, I had nothing to eat that day. I was dehydrated. I barely drank any water and stuff. We had to wear the gown plus the full mask and everything as well. Um, I've been wearing a mask the entire day because COVID and everything is going on at that time. The surgical theater was actually quite hot as well. So there are several different things that sort of, you know, precipitating factors that resulted in that. Plus empathy overload. <laughs> Let's call it that right now, yeah? Um, yeah, and, and that, was, that was just an experience. Uh, one other thing though, like if you've ever fainted, I'm not sure if you could like pick up on this. Maybe it was just because I was like gracefully lowered down mm -hmm. to the ground. But um, the actual waking up process, I cannot emphasize how smooth that was like it's such a weird thing to say but i've never woken up so smoothly it's like I the kind of best waking up like i've ever done in my life i'm like i'm like i used to be wow. severely anemic and so fainting was like my oh, second really? job <laughs> and so i was like a pro fainter like like, like when I hear you and you said you were standing to, until you said I'm about to faint, it's like in my head I'm like, why wouldn't you just go on the ground? Like you know, you know you're about to faint. Exactly. Like, get on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of know what That's you mean when you wake up. It's kind of like, like you kind of like swim into yeah. like reality. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, it's it's like, so wow. smooth. Like I would pay for that. <laughs> you guys are like, I would. I would legit like I would pay for that. That would, it's such a cool feeling. It's like euphoric almost. But anyway, on what you were saying, and this is like I guess <laughs> if you want to take something out of this, you're gonna be a fainter or not. <laughs> heed the early warning signs and like, like Get on the make floor. sure you make sure you take that seriously and stuff. Because I was having the big macho moment of like, nah, I can fight this off. No, it's fine. No. Yeah, I'm you feeling feel, a little bit lightheaded and you stuff. Feel no, the it's blood okay. draining from your body. Just get on the ground. <laughs> like, like if anyone had a camera on me or like video like videoing me at that point, I would have just looked like at the wound and I'd just be like outside the window i'm fine i'm good i'm good and i'm like you know <laughs> tensing my calves squeezing my butt cheeks essentially to get blood flow back to your brain so you make sure you're well oh i didn't know that was actually everything. a thing yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right, no we're just, just we're just tensing our butt cheeks your your between your, <laughs> yeah between yeah, your yeah. Legs. um and so we're doing all that and um i just thought i could fight it off and you know it would eventually go away uh, evidently not um and and so it actually ended up happening again no. The week after, not the faint, the, not the entire thing, but when I was on the anesthetics run, I don't even know what exactly for at that mm. point was, um, but I took it seriously. Oh, it was, no, it was obstetrics and gynecology. Um, so I was watching some cesarean sections and that's a pretty like oh, yeah. crazy surgery to watch for the first time as well. Like a human being like being, yeah. brought out of you. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and then at that point, I was just like, ooh, feeling faint. I like stretch, like let all the blood rush to my head again, <laughs> go for a walk around this like on surgical theater. People oh, so are looking it. at me like, hey? You learned. Yeah, I, I bet it, yeah, at that point. <laughs> I like, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm so like hyper attuned now to like what the trigger signs are. Thank you, thank you. you. Graduating from fainting college. Um, <laughs> By me, the so professional. Moral, yeah. moral <laughs> of the story is, um, what, you can't fight your physiology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't try to the, the early warning signs. <laughs> Heed the early warning signs. And be on um, pediatric surgery if you're gonna faint. Yeah. <laughs> or else just don't nice. faint at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, shout out to Pete's team. I love you guys, miss you. Yeah. Mm. And um, really good tip for not fainting um, would be like, you know, the basics, obviously like stay hydrated, you know, have like a bar in your pocket if you're on a surgical run yes, to yeah. prevent things like that. Some surgeons even wear like compression stockings if they know they're gonna be standing <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. These are the things, but um, great tip that works the most is make sure to subscribe and like, <laughs> comment, 
<laughs> and comment. Studies have shown that it's been a positive correlation. <laughs> I've studied. I've studied this. <laughs> I've, I've studied this, and you know, if you search for it, uh, you will definitely find real results in uh, journals. Uh, that what if you journal, subscribe, you the journal of subscribe and like and share. And oh, thanks yeah. for watching. <laughs> Bye. Oh gosh, thanks guys. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Subcut. If you guys have any suggestions for content, please make sure you send it through. You can get in touch and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or find us on our website at jttmed.com slash subcut. Subcut is a podcast brought to you by JTT. If you or anyone you know is interested in a career in medicine, make sure to get in touch and check us out at jttmed.com.